Welcome to Mimesis, the podcast about all the twisted ways art and life imitate each other. I'm Sandra Sheriff Ackerley. And I'm Stacey Rourke. And we are your hosts on this zany adventure. I can't talk. You stumbled right <laughs> over that. I, I did. But you powered um, through. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I did. did. This week's episode is sponsored by USA Today's bestselling author, Hildy McQueen. Who is fantastic. I got to meet her. I think you got to meet her too at Once Upon a Book. I did. She's a <laughs> fantastic author. Um, I'm is. hoping to get her down to OUAB in Florida. So maybe we can I hope so. sweet talk her. But yeah, she does like historical um, romance, Western, contemporary. Absolutely. Everything. So if you like those mm-hmm. uh, romance reads, check her out wherever books are sold. Again, her name is Hildy McQueen. Hildy McQueen. Um, we have much to discuss, ma'am. We have lots. Do we want to do the fun stuff first or the serious stuff first? Um, let's just get the serious stuff out of the way. Okay. We are going to be at Dragon Con uh, end of August. Ex- here, I've got the dates in front of me. The convention dates are August 31st, September 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and I got my list of panels that I'm going to be on. <laughs> Which I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to need to put a spreadsheet together for us <laughs> to be like, okay, we have to be at this place at this time, this place at this time. And then we have to go from here to here because it's what, six different hotels? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I was like, and then I'm going to have to figure out when we need to have lunch to just keep you on schedule. Just to keep me upright. <laughs> This is going to be one of those things we just shove a granola bar in my mouth when you get a chance. Uh, yeah. Eric Asher, who who is another phenomenal talent and a very good friend of mine. He's the one that kind of got me on the track to come to Dragon Con. Thank you, Eric. Yes. And he told me, your first year at Dragon Con, anticipate that you'll be on probably two or three panels. And yeah. I got my tentative schedule and I'm on eight at this time. Eight. <laughs> So the ones that I will be on are Reimagined New Takes on Old Stories in YA. I love it. And that one is Friday at 1 p.m., which, you know, my my retellings would be My Rise of the Sea Witch, my well, my entire Unfortunate Souls Chronicles, right. my Legend Saga with Sleepy Hollow. So it's it's something I'm familiar with familiar, familiar with. So that would be a good one. After that, I get to be a little bit of a fangirl for a few of these. <laughs> because number two is historical fiction face-off Outlander versus Bridgerton. Yes. And y'all know your girl loves some Jamie Frazier. So... <laughs> uh, yeah. Literally, I... I feel I need to answer every question with <clears throat> Jamie Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> yes make an an adequate point about the jacobite uprising and all that kind of stuff and then end it with and jamie fraser jamie fraser okay after that one i have what's called oh uh, the outlander versus bridgerton one is friday at 5 30 p.m and then i have the gather welcome home which is just authors and fans unite yep and Tons of authors at that one, it looks like. My buddy Eric's going to be at that one with me, too. And that one is Friday at 8 p.m. 
So for See, those keeping what track, I'm saying. I have to like, <laughs> that's three in one day. Um, and then on Saturday at two 30, I have my second outlander panel. Could I be any more excited? <laughs> Jamie Frazier. Yes. This one is through the stones, the outlander series fan pan fan panel, spoiler warning. So we're going to be talking all about outlander and that. Just, yes. And that's the dream. That's the one I need earplugs. Yeah, exactly. And then Saturday <laughs> at 7 p.m., we have, I'm in one called Why, YA. Why is YA so popular beyond their target demographic, which I think is going to be a very interesting panel. I think so, because I still read YA. I do, too. I'm older. And you write YA. Yeah. Not all of it, but some of it. Some of it I write yeah. YA. But yeah, when I look through, like, I'll go through the mysteries and the true crime and the this and then that. And if I haven't found anything, I wander through YA and I usually can find something yeah. there. Um, after that, Saturday at 10 p.m., things are going to get risque because this is 10 p.m. at night. I'm on a panel that is the fantasy dating game where they invite authors to role play as one of their characters. I'm excited about this one. Yes. <laughs> Very excited. And I really loved that wig on you. Yeah, I got a little pink wig. I ordered an infant carrier. I got a little pig to put in it. <laughs> I have a Nirvana t-shirt, a flannel I'm going to put on. I got a fake nose ring. I will be going as my character, Octavia Hollows, of course. So, and then I'm not done yet. Sunday at 2.30, I will be actually having an author signing for an hour. So if you want to come purchase a book for me and get it signed, that's like your narrow window of opportunity to do yes. that. And then my final one will be Sunday at 7 p.m. And that one is Striking a Balance, humor, humor in Urban Fantasy. So and that's totally my jam. Like fantasy books with snarky humor mixed in is that's me. So, yes, that's my itinerary. Were you taking notes the whole time so you know? <laughs> I have it, but yes, I'm kind of <laughs> taking a little bit of notes. <laughs> you know your job that entire weekend is just to get me where I need to be. Oh, yeah. And I know where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> to keep me upright. Yeah. Eat this. Yeah. Drink this. <laughs> yes. And I'm good at directions. <laughs> yeah. You will. You'll just like hand me a granola bar and be like, take a bite of that. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like, I won't get us lost. Like, okay, we have to go outside of this hotel, and then we need to take a right and take a left, and we're at the next hotel. That's right. <laughs> I'm putting all of that in getting me where I need to be on your shoulders. Because that's that's how you do anyway. I mean, you're like, I, I, yeah. you can scan a space once and know where everything is. Yes. Yes, I so, can. All right. Yeah. Now we got the business right. stuff out of the way. Does the kitten have a name yet? Yes. <laughs> it's Chester, isn't it? You gave in, didn't you? Yep, I did. <laughs> I did. It's just a fight I'm not willing to fight. <laughs> That's fair. I still call him Floyd to me. His middle name could be he, Floyd. Chester. It is. Chester Floyd. Chester Floyd Fazakerly. I love it. 
CFF. Yeah. See, <laughs> Bowie's name has transformed into Bojangles McFluff. So <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How is he doing? He's doing okay. Uh, he's a little sick at the moment, but doing okay. Okay. Is he still real tentative for you? Yes. Really? He. Okay. I thought he was going to become my cat, right? Because Scott was gone for three days for a work trip. Yeah. And the second he came home, he is like instantly cuddled up to Scott. I was like, really? (laughs) What was I, chopped liver? (laughs) Is he still staying primarily in your room? Yes. Um, He's been coming out more. He's venturing out in the hallway, uh, venturing out into Evan and Emma's room. Like, because we're all up on the top floor. Yeah. Um, we did take him into the basement today, and he seemed to love that, just running around. Kaiser is doing much better. Lex is still not sure. Okay. Yeah. He's not barking at him anymore, but he's totally just lunging still. But I don't – not with teeth now. Just kind of – I think he's too excited and he wants to play. Okay. I don't think it's mean anymore. Okay. But it's – he's too big. Yeah. He's a 100-pound dog. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> With like a three-pound cat. <laughs> <laughs> now, is is Chester staying primarily upstairs? Is he venturing into the main level at all? He has not really gone in the main level. Okay. I think that's what we plan to do in the next week is to have just Kaiser down here and let the cat and Kaiser kind of bond. So that way Lex is like, okay, this is okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um. Bowie has full run of the house now. Okay. And it's very much like living in a haunted house because you don't see her anywhere. And you're just like doing something and then you'll hear like these across the floor and then like somebody like gives like a skiddy pap right to your foot and you're like, oh, yeah. Bowie's here. <laughs> yes. Chester does that a lot. He... uh we had to put a bell on him. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. We kept losing him <laughs> in like our little bedroom. It's not even that big. And he kept like losing him. He'd like go under the bed and then like come and grab your feet while you're walking. <laughs> and you like scream. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she gave Cerberus a skippity pap to the nose yesterday. Okay. All he was like, she was asleep. And my boy, like, his tail was wagging the whole time. He was just like, you're so cool. And he's just breathing right (laughs) on her while she's sleeping. So he's just like, (sighs) and she woke up and saw him and, like, immediately gave him the, like, skip it, pap, right to the nose. And he was traumatized. He, like, backed away, wouldn't move. Um, (laughs) And I thought that was it. He was going to be terrified of her. But then today, he was wanting to play with her again and his tail's wagging and she's playing and then she dove between his legs and like like batted at his leg hair and <laughs> he again backed off and was like no i don't like that stop touching me <laughs> so no 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 that's not what i meant <laughs> he likes the cat until she touches him and then he's like i don't know what you are stop it yeah yeah good times that's funny. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> okay. So if you guys are keeping record, I finally have my desk. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I mean, that's been, what, a year in the making? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're so close. 
It's getting so there. close. Is it nice? Yes. Is it are you liking it? I am. Today is the first day that I was actually able to sit down at it and like I was able to spread out and like everything is like not right here. I have room. Nice. Because <laughs> my desk was very narrow, mm-hmm. the one that I was using. This one has a lot of depth. So it makes it really nice. My computer screens are actually pushed back. I'm not like right here losing my eyesight. Good. That's a nice yeah. change. It is. I was just looking at this like I don't have any desk t- space here. And then I was like, oh, wait, I have another desk in the other room. And that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good things. Good things. Yes. All right, ma'am. I think we've okay. done enough small talk. Yeah. I think we should play a game of tag. <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So we're talking about the movie Tag. I'm very excited about this. Did you watch it? I have not had a chance. My week has been crazy. Okay. Although I did watch the Barbie movie in Haunted Mansion, but I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't talk about that until I can actually watch it. Okay. Okay. So... The real movie. The real movie? The real movie. (laughs) The movie. (laughs) Five guys that play a game of tag. Okay. And it's Hogan, who goes by Hoagie, Bob, Randy, who goes by Chili, who is... Oh my gosh, I'm blinking. We just said his name last week. New girl. Nick. Oh, Jake Jake Johnson. Yes. Um, he goes by Chili. Uh, Kevin Sable and Jerry Pierce. They have been playing a game of tag since 1983 during the month of May with Jerry, who is Jerry is played by Jeremy Renner. I love him. I do too. And he was perfect for this. But I will say, watching the movie, <laughs> it was like watching him as Hawkeye. <laughs> and then Nick, I keep saying Nick. Yeah, Nick Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Miller as... <laughs> watching Hawkeye and Nick Miller play tag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> so Jerry was the only one in the group of the five guys who has not been tagged yet. Oh, wow. So Hoagie reaches, recruits Bob, Chili, and Kevin for one last attempt to tag Jerry, telling them that Jerry plans to retire after this year's game because of his upcoming marriage. Rebecca Crosby, a Wall Street journalist who was trying to do a piece on Bob when she hears, because he like, in the movie, Hoagie gets a job at Bob's company just so he can tag him. And he goes in <laughs> and he tags him. And so then the lady is like, uh, what's this? I want to do a story on this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about that one. Let's do That's this dumb. one. Talk more about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they are also, uh, so they were accompanied by the Wall Street Journal lady, Rebecca, and then also Hoagie's wife, Anna. I love that so, the women got in on it too. Yeah. Yeah. And Hoagie's wife, Anna, was like, 
in the movie, she was like spying and like planning and getting all this like so she can make this happen, <laughs> which was so fun. She's like deep <laughs> in it. Yeah. And she's mad because she can't play. She just wants to play. So she's like, I'm helping you any way I can. <laughs> We're going to bring him down. Yes. So in real life, a 2013 Wall Street Journal article inspired this movie. Okay. Like it actually was written. And it was really a group of 10 men. 10 men in a movie would have been really hard to follow. Yeah. Because it was kind of chaos with just the five. Yeah. You, it's so, running and tagging people. Like, yeah. 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 So a group of 10 men had been playing a game of tag for 23 years since 1990. The movie's release in 2018 marked 28 years. So the movie upped it to just the, call it 30. Okay. But I mean, they are still playing. So it's probably what? 18 was 28, 29. Yeah, we're at like 30-something years now. Now, are they always playing? Is the game always on? Or like, can they ever sit down and just have dinner? (laughs) Well, they live in other places. Like, they legit have a contract that they wrote out and all the guys signed. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this tag... Um, participation agreement dated January 27th, 1990. The agreement is made by and between William, Christopher, Richard, Joseph, Brian, Michael, Mark, Sean, Patrick, and Joseph. They're the participants. It's like a month. They pick a month and whoever is it is it. For the okay, so it's just year. one month that they're playing tag, and yeah. then you just go back to like life. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But they like wrote out this full agreement <laughs> and like lawyers and had it signed. <laughs> like they took this to the next level. They're like, you can't. <laughs> that is so funny. They took yeah. this shit, and they still are. I mean, it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you can go on YouTube and find some of them. Okay. And then in the end of the movie, they show some of the clips of, like, the actual, some of the tags that they did. Because they videotape them, too. Okay. Yeah. That's so So, funny. I just read most of their names in that. Um, They did say, the best thing about the game is that it has kept us in touch over all these years. It forces us to meet and has formed a strong bond between us, almost like brothers. Aww. Uh. The decades-long game of tag began in their Catholic high school in the early 1980s. I don't know how to pronounce. It's a preparatory school in Washington. Okay. (laughs) I'm not even going to try to say it. Uh, Back then, it was mainly a slap on the shoulder or arm while going in and out of classrooms. Okay. Or strolling down the halls. The first – the game concluded when high school ended – Joe, who went on to become a high school teacher in Spokane, was last to be tagged. At that point, he was essentially it for life. (laughs) So he's like, okay, I'm it. (laughs) And eight years later, when the group was gathered together for a weekend, 
they reminisced about the game and the fact that Joe was still it. Someone suggested the idea of starting the game up again. So they took an eight-year break, but then they started it up again. They took an eight-year break and they were grown-ups for a while and they went, being a grown-up sucks. Yes. It was way more fun <laughs> playing tag with my friends. Let's yeah. freaking do it. And I love yeah. that. That's... Yeah. This is kind of inspiring. Right? You know, to get in touch <laughs> with the kid at heart and just, like, chuck it all and... And that's exactly what it is. Let's just forget we're adults for a second. And go play tag. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So back to the movie. Once in their hometown, they locate Jerry and make an attempt to tag him, but are quickly overwhelmed by Jerry's skills. <laughs> Okay, I'm telling you. <laughs> Jerry introduces uh, his fiance Susan, while the others express disappointment over not being invited to the wedding, despite their close relationship. Jerry claims he knew they would come anyway, and they agree not to play the game at any wedding-related event um, in exchange for invitations to the wedding. So they make an agreement, and like they all signed it that said. Like, none at the ceremony, none at the dinner party. So, like, you see them counting down the seconds, and he's, like, <laughs> running. <laughs> and then they get on golf carts, and it's freaking hilarious because it's, like... Does his wife know you- that there's a countdown going on? His new wife? Oh, she... Yeah. Yeah. She definitely... Yeah. yeah. She's looking at her watch, and she's like, boy, you better go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, also, she's like, don't ruin any of my special moments that I need pictures for. Yeah. <laughs> Once those are done, he's all yours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, while the others. Oh, OK. Despite this, the group makes several attempts to tag Jerry, but come up short with one of the attempts leaving Hoagie, Chili and Kevin in traps set by Jerry. <laughs> During the rehearsal dinner, Susan reveals to the guys that she is pregnant. Oh, yeah. Which we'll get to that. Later. Okay. Okay. So back to real life. Um, instead of chasing each other around the playground, the men have literally chased each other around the country, traveling by plane, car, etc. Like in the movie, their wives at the time act like spies and co-workers are recruited to be on the lookout for other players <laughs> and the bar... And barred them from entering the office. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody tell you, telling you that? You see this person right here? I need you to be on the lookout for them. They're going to come in here. They're going to try to tag me. <laughs> and they're like, right. tag you? Like like a wild deer? What do we do? <laughs> it's hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, don't let them in. <laughs> But they also went as far as, like, disguises. So how are you going to know if it's the person? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to the movie. Defeated, the group tried to build a new plan. After finding out Jerry attends Alcoholic Anonymous meetings, the group decides to strike his next meeting. Oh, which is on his, Which is on the wedding day. And the they look over every exit and they dress up as members of the AA. <laughs> I also love the, I, I, I've never seen this movie, but I have a vision of them being like, Oh, he's an AA. Oh, is he all right? That gives yes. us an opportunity. 
<laughs> That's exactly how it went. Oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they make their move and almost tag Jerry, but once he finds himself trapped in the church, Jerry retreats to the communion wine storage. He stays there for hours as the guy besieged the room. They're trying to get in until Susan comes by with the wedding just a few hours away. Susan Briate berates Jerry for risking their wedding for a childish game, but suddenly appears to have a miscarriage. I hate that. Oh. Yeah. They went there. I don't in like the movie, that. And that pisses me off. Yeah. Because that's not a joking matter. Yeah, no. Uh, Jerry comes to help. Chili is convinced that it is a ruse. But the situation seems authentic and Jerry himself also tells them it's not playing around and they to leave. So he snuck away without getting tagged. The guys received texts that the wedding is postponed due to the potential miscarriage. However, a suspicious Anna sees that the bridesmaids all made similar Instagram posts with one of the brides having a crush on Bob. She had a um, private profile. So Anna creates a fake profile for Bob in order to bait the bridesmaids for the truth. Once they get access, they see a post from the bridesmaid of Susan in her dress. Oh. And showing that the wedding is still on as scheduled. So they decide, the whole gang decides to go crash the wedding. Upon the arrival, Susan confirms the hoax, including the pregnancy. She was never pregnant? She was never pregnant. Oh, I don't like that part. I don't like that part either. Mm-mm. Angry at Jerry for lying, Hoagie decides to, jag- to tag Jerry at the end of the ceremony after he and Susan kiss. So he didn't ruin too much. <laughs> so he's like, damn it. <laughs> you broke contract. I'm breaking contract. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> you deserve it. Um, Hoagie then loses consciousness because he tries tackling and he falls on the ground. And... Jerry thinks it's a ruse, but Anna confirms that Hoagie's condition is serious and calls for an ambulance. Everyone meets at the hospital where Hoagie tells them the truth. He had lied about Jerry quitting after the season because he wanted to reunite with all of his friends. He had recently discovered a tumor on his liver, and he was concerned that he might not be able to for the following year and was heartbroken of possibly dying without seeing Jerry finally get tagged. (laughs) Jerry chooses to swallow his pride and allows Hoagie to tag him. The group starts the game again, running around the hospital as they did as children and change their rules. And so Anna and Rebecca are able to play as well. Oh. And Anna goes nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Anna Um, is all in. Yeah. And Anna is played by Isla Fisher. That's fantastic. She's the right <laughs> amount of crazy, and I love that. Yes. Yes. That's what was like perfect for her. Yeah. And then before the credits roll, they, like I said, the group of 10 men, they show some of the jokes that they had on each other. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So in real life, <laughs> there are no direct one-to-one correlations between the movie characters and the real life. Okay. Like they didn't base because there's took Ten it down of- from five. Yeah. So they kind of gave some of the people like a couple different of the people of the real people. So like an example is Ed's character 
is a composite of several of the tag players. And the reporter who follows the group around for the article is actually male, not female. Okay. But I mean, that was a lot of males. So yeah, for the movie purpose, they needed that females. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Tag Brothers certainly inspired the movie characters and their actions, but the film is only loosely based on the real people themselves. Okay. Uh, the film's premise of banding together to get Jenny Renner's character, who has never been tagged, is mostly fictional. However, quite a few tags in the movies indeed happen um, nearly in identical ways. Oh, really? Yes. So one of them was Mike waited until 2 a.m. and broke into the house where two others lived. He did so by sneaking through the garage and finding an unlocked house door. He burst into Brian's room and quickly switched on the lights. Brian's girlfriend, now wife, yelled, run! But there was nowhere for Brian to go. (laughs) In seconds, he was it. (laughs) That makes me think, like, if you started dating one of these guys, how funny would it be for him to be like, okay, listen, there's something I have to tell you. Yeah, For one month <laughs> out of every year, we have this incredibly competitive game of tag going. They can yeah. pop in at any moment. Yeah. And as, as a female, to be so on board with it that you're just like, run! <laughs> <laughs> right. Not like pissed off that somebody's in your house. Nope. <laughs> I'll distract him. Run! Right. <laughs> that could really go sideways if it was like a guy with a knife and he's like, this isn't part of the game! <laughs> Right. <laughs> Ghostface is in my house. <laughs> yeah, girl, get behind me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like in the movie and in real life, there are no immediate tag backs. Okay. You get tagged, you can't immediately tag them back. Okay. Um and also you have to answer answer honestly if somebody asks you. If you're it. Okay. Yeah. You can't lie about it. You can't lie about it. Um, in the movie, there was a funeral scene where Hoagie is like standing around his father's grave and somebody came up, put his hand on him and said, like, you're it. And that actually did happen in real life. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> but I'm he sorry said, for your loss. And yeah, you're it. Yeah. But you know um, what? In that moment, it would be so tragic that to have something like lighthearted like that would be. Yes. And that's what I was going to say. He was tagged at his father's funeral. He said, I was in the front row. And so guys were coming up to the communion part, patting me on my shoulder. And Beef comes up to me and patted me on the shoulder and mouthed to me, you're it. My dad would have thought it was funny. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because the parents <laughs> had to have known that this was going on, too. Yeah. Their kids have been playing tag for 30 years. Right. Yeah. Right. So he probably would have thought it was funny. Oh, absolutely. He would have. And that just like lightens the mood too. Yeah. It's a heavy day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He said they broke into each other's houses. Um, On one occasion in the mid 1990s, um, Father Sean flew 800 miles from Seattle to San Francisco just to get a tag so he could shed the mantle of shame, as they call it. He curled himself up in the trunk of his friend's new Honda Accord. They pulled up in front of Joe's house, 
And Sean's friend knocked on the door and told Joe to come out and see his new car. Joe and his wife came out. And when the trunk opened, Sean popped out and tagged Joe. His wife was so startled that she stumbled back and tore her knee, her (gasps) ACL. Oh, my God. He said, I still feel bad about it. Um, However, I did tag him. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly. But I got him. (laughs) Oh, shit. But. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So a more serious injury, though, happened to Jeremy Renner on the movie set. Oh, boy. While filming a stunt on just the third day of production, Renner fractured his right elbow and his left wrist at the same time. (sighs) Jeremy. (laughs) My (laughs) dude. (laughs) Right? He was supposed to fall with a stack of chairs and then run, but the chairs didn't fall and he ended up plunging about 20 feet, sticking (gasps) his arms out to break the fall. He had to wear green screen casts that were removed during editing. Oh, my God. Yeah. That man. (laughs) Yeah. See, this is just more proof, though, that he really is Hawkeye. Because, like, Hawkeye doesn't have any superhuman skills. He's just a dude that does, like, courageous (laughs) shit. And that's... (laughs) Jeremy Renner just survives some shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guys never met the real Tag Brothers. Like, the cast never met the tag brothers um prior to production they were not involved in making the movie and the cast didn't meet the real guys until the premiere of june 2018 just days before the release okay yeah did the cast play a game of tag with them because that that would have been funny (laughs) that would have been awesome yeah yeah that would have been amazing yeah but then if they would have been the last one, it, yeah. <laughs> how are they going to find where the, <laughs> That's how the it grows, man. Laid. That's how it becomes a national holiday that like one month of every year, the entire country is playing tag. <laughs> but <laughs> I also know there's fun. enough crazy people in this world that that's, that's how the purge would start. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> it would escalate really quickly. Yeah. You're it. Use his gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But that's all I have. Like, this was a short, fun one. But this was fun. I yes. loved this. The movie was really good, except for that one little teensy part that I just do not like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that doesn't sit well with me either. No. Yeah. No. But other than that, it sounds really good, and I'm definitely going to have yes. to check this out for sure. You have to. Because, again, it, <laughs> Nick Miller and Hawkeye. <laughs> Say less. And and <laughs> Hoagie was played by, uh, what's his name? From The Office, Andy. And he was such an Andy. <laughs> Just perfect. Yes, it was. Okay. They cast it very well. Well, I'm definitely going to check this out then. That sounds yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. This was a good one. I liked this. Yes. I liked it a lot. And uh, I would like to say that we're going to keep it lighthearted for my next one. Absolutely not. We're not. (laughs) I I might have, but I just watched a a movie or a series based on a true crime. And it was so good that I was like, ah, hell. 
I gotta do it. <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna go back to um, a series based on a true crime for next week. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Are you gonna tell us what it is, or are we gonna be surprised? Um, I can tell you who it is, but you're probably not gonna recognize the name because it's okay. not a huge, well-known one. But it's um, Betty Broderick. Nope. Yeah. The name mm-hmm. at all. But uh, her and her husband had, uh, I think, War of the Roses, but like that that level of tormenting each other in a divorce. That's Ooh. and then it's going to end up with somebody dead. So, oh, fun. But the way that these two handled their divorce, like, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's, pretty. Yeah. But I so honestly, it's yeah, petty. It's so petty, so petty, and honestly, one of them probably would have ended up dead along the way, regardless. Like the way that they were tormenting each other. But we will talk more about it next week. Yeah, we got anything else for this week? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, um, my Octavia Hollows box set audiobook Audio should be out. Set. By the end of August, we're getting yes. the final stages put together, and then we can start uploading stuff. So, yes. you guys will get we're to like hear days me. away from uploading everything. You guys will get to hear me narrate my own series, and I'm already and it's really, really, really good. Thank you. We're already working on um, book two, Fate Worse Than Death. So we're going to yep. just keep plugging along. Fate Worse Than yes. Death is going to be so much easier to put together <laughs> because it's like a quarter of the it's size shorter. of the box set. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we need to sign this baby off. <laughs> yes. Yes. So lots of good stuff coming. So make sure you I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I feel like so bad when I'm like <laughs> trying to like promote ourselves. Like I feel like I'm an imposter. Like don't feel don't like know. an imposter. That's silly. I know. We got lots of good stuff coming. We got audiobooks. We got podcasts. We got cons and all sorts of shit coming. So stay tuned and we will catch you on the flip side. (laughs) That was so corny. I loved it. That was beautifully corny. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.